We are um, taking our Bible reading this morning from Luke's Gospel, and I've got the words for it on the screen for us as well. So let's uh, just have a look at these words uh, together. Jesus, who was full of the Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days, and when they were ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of Man, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him and said, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. And then the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and said to him, to you I will give you all this authority and their glory for it has been delivered to me and I will give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. And then he took him to Jerusalem and set him at the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you. And on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We are in Lent at the moment. I hope you have realized that already. Ash Wednesday was uh, this week. And Lent is a time when we remember this part of our New Testament where Jesus is tempted by Satan. And I just want to think for a moment, just before we think about this passage, about who Satan is and who we think about when we think about Satan. Now, I'm going to be on dangerous territory here uh, because I'm not a football fan. Um, But imagine for a moment that every football team, when it plays a game, has a team that they are playing against. They are trying to beat another team. I believe Pompey had a good game yesterday. Um, And for clarity, I'm not saying that the Reading are evil. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. Um, Just for clarity there. But every football team, when it plays something, it plays a game against another team, doesn't it? There's a side that you're on and a side that you're fighting again. Just as Jesus is the person that we love and that we know, that we just sang about being the light that shines in us, the one who fights for all that is good and right and truthful in this world, the devil, or Satan as he's referred to in this reading, is the one who seeks to bring darkness and trouble into the world. Now, we don't need to be scared of the devil. One of my favorite verses is 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. It says, the one who is in you is greater than the one 
who is in the world. If we are a follower of Jesus, Jesus lives in us. Again, we just talked about that, didn't we? We sang about that. Shine from the inside out. Jesus shines in us. And that, that one is bigger than the devil. But Jesus also tells us that the devil is a father of lies. And he still tries to lead us astray uh, today. He tries to tempt us with lies. That word tempt is to mean to to be persuaded to do something we shouldn't do or would, would rather not do. And that is what we're seeing here in this passage. The very first time that the devil tempts Jesus, he tempts him with food. He gives, he gives him a brick or a rock or a stone and says, turn this into food, into bread. And this could represent wealth, of course. It's certainly, repre- it's certainly an attempt of the devil to tempt Jesus to doubt God's goodness, God's provision for him in the world. And I wonder what we think about this. I wonder what we think about the devil trying to tempt Jesus to doubt God's provision, God's goodness. I wonder if the devil thought that Jesus might just think maybe full stomachs is the way to win people's hearts and minds. Full stomachs are good. It's nice to have food and nice things. They're not necessarily bad things. But the devil's trying to tempt God, uh, tempt Jesus to doubt God's goodness. The second thing we had was the world. And, and this is where the devil is trying to tempt Jesus with authority and with power and to tempt Jesus to doubt God's otherness, to doubt who God is. Maybe he hoped that Jesus would think this was a way to win the world. And then there was the final doubt uh, or the temptation, which was with the tower throwing him off, tem- tempting Jesus to doubt God's truthfulness, God's promise. Maybe the devil hoped that Jesus would think, oh, if I did this miracle, some people might believe who I am. Now, this is a very obvious time in which the devil interacts with Jesus in the Bible. I wonder if you can think of another time in the Bible that we think about, happened a long time before this, where the devil very obviously interacts with some people. Can anybody think of when that might have been? Sam. Creation story. Well done. In the, in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. Now, the really fascinating thing about this story, I think, is that the devil tempts Adam and Eve again in three ways. He tempts them to doubt who God is, God's otherness. Verse 5, it says, you will be like God in Genesis 3. He tempts him to doubt God's goodness, his provision. Did God really say you can't eat from that tree? You can't eat that fruit. And the devil tempts him to doubt God's truthfulness, God's promise. You will not certainly die. Verse 4, chapter 3 of Genesis. Now I think that this father of lies continues to lie to the people of God in the same ways today. So many people think that we don't, they don't need God in their lives. Maybe there are times when we're tempted to think that we don't need God in our lives. This is us being tempted to doubt who God is, God's otherness, God's, uh, God's sovereignty, God's power. 
So many people, so many times, we're tempted to want possessions, wealth, things, collections of stuff, more money, more food, more things. We're tempted not to doubt, sorry, we're tempted to doubt God's goodness, just as Adam and Eve and just as Jesus was. And there are times when we're tempted to doubt the promises of God, to think less of ourselves, to think that God doesn't love us, to not believe the truth of his word. And yet the difference between those two stories where we see um, uh, Adam and Eve firstly and then with Jesus is that Adam and Eve believe the lies and Jesus doesn't. How? Well, he doesn't stand there and say, go away, get lost, be gone, go away. No, he responds every time with truth. We sung, as I say a moment ago, I've said this before, we sung about God's light shining out of us. And if this room was full of darkness, we wouldn't go, darkness, go away, be gone, darkness. We would switch on a light. It's exactly what Jesus is doing in this passage. He switches on the light of truth. There will be times when we're tempted to do things wrong sometimes. It isn't always easy for us to choose to do the right thing. We might think, is it really wrong? Or why shouldn't I? Or not sure anybody will really know. But we can make the decision to stand up and do what God says and to believe his truth. Now then, we had three marshmallows given out a little while ago. Does anyone still have their marshmallows that were given them? Because Bethan promised you another marshmallow. So I've got some marshmallows. Oh, oh it's gone to Reggie. There we go. There's George to take it out. Second marshmallow. There we go. And there's another second marshmallow. There we go. Is the marshmallow still over there? It's my own children. I am flabbergasted. Uh, there we are. Well done. There we are. Now, why did we do that? Because it was very tempting, wasn't it, to, um, to, to eat those marshmallows. And you did really well not to eat it. But there was a promise of something more if you didn't eat those marshmallows. But the truth about the Bible and the truth about the good news is that actually the something more is far more than we could ever imagine. So it's not just one more marshmallow. It's an entire bag of marshmallows which I strongly suggest you might like to share with other people, particularly my children. The truth of God's word is that if we, if we resist temptation, we can know the promise of his future, the promise of his love for us. We can know more of his power in us. Because Jesus died on a cross for us, we can know, even if you, d- you didn't eat the marshmallow, which slightly ruined the point, uh, but had you eaten the marshmallow, it wouldn't have mattered because Jesus died on a cross for us so that we can know his love and his forgiveness and we can still see the fruit of his spirit at work in our lives. This is a story that we remember throughout Lent. We remember that Jesus was tempted. And there are all sorts of things that we think about when we think about this story. It's important to remember, of course, that Jesus was tempted just as we're tempted. He understands what it is to suffer. But when we're tempted to doubt God's otherness, to live lives in a different way, perhaps follow different rules, 
we need to remember the truth that Jesus says that he is the way. When we're tempted to doubt God's promises to us, his truthfulness to us, when we're tempted to believe the lies of the evil one, we can remember that he says that he is the truth. And when we're tempted to doubt his goodness, when we're tempted to believe that we might find life in another way, Jesus says he is the life. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. And they will fight all of the lies of the evil one. And we can know his truth, way, truth, and life in our lives. I wonder, will you stand with me? I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing uh, again together. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the way and the truth and the life. We thank you for your promise. We thank you for your promise that you are always with us. And Lord, even on days when we're tempted to doubt who you are, what you've promised, and your provision for us, we pray that you would help us to know you as the way and the truth and the life. And Lord, for those days when we mess up, when we eat the marshmallow, whatever it is that we do, Lord, can we know your love for us, born out for us on that cross, can we know your forgiveness and can we move forward taking captive every thought and making it obedient to you? Come, Lord Jesus, and remind us of your presence in our lives today. Amen.